0: Every single decision that these promos and PR things make is on purpose with, they are selling you an image. They are selling you an image. They are selling you an idea. She is representing an idea. And look at this white blonde woman and her white blonde sister in their white dresses with the white flowers. And tell me you don't see white purity there, okay?
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nasty Woman Club. I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and it's Friday, and you know what that means. Today, I interview an inspiring person with an inspiring story. And today, I will be talking with badass journalist, writer, Celia Iqbal. If you listened to Wednesday's episode, you may recognize her name. On the catch-up, I spoke with Celia about racism in the media, in particular, the season of The Bachelor, and we spoke about that controversial redhead rant. So if you haven't listened to my previous chat with her on the previous Nasty Woman Club episode, make sure you do that after you listen to today's chat. Anyway, so who is Celia? Well, she is a fantastic journalist that has written many articles, which I think have the greatest headlines ever. I mean, what is better than... Australian TV Being Whiter Than a Toilet Isn't a Surprise, or Five Instances of Batshit Dumb by Pauline Hanson. <laughs> They're iconic. Now, before the interview, I had a plan all set up on how the interview was going to go, like I normally do with my podcast interviews. But we just got to chatting straight away. And honestly, it was just the most fun interview I've ever had. I remember after the interview, I said to my partner, this is why I do podcasting for interviews like this. Anyway, we spoke about literally everything. Felt like we were at one of each other's houses, having a drink or having a tea, having a yarn. We spoke about situationships, the crazy ex-girlfriend trope, white men being obsessed with Islamic women's sexuality, the bachelor franchise, privilege, and some bloody guy named Steve. <laughs> I'll explain later. So yeah, we went on many rants and many tangents, but that is always, of course, encouraged on the podcast. Anyway, before I get to the interview, I really need to set the scene for you all Because in this interview, we have two millennials on Zoom, one in Brisbane, one in Sydney, and funnily enough, we're both so technologically incompetent. So I had to cut out the intro part because the internet was just not liking us. So when the interview starts, you are dropping in at the moment where Zoom is finally working for us and where we can finally go on many rants and many tangents. So without further ado, here is Celia.
0: It just seems like the world is against me today. I got like, <laughs> my allergies. It's
1: storming. the get oh. <laughs> Always has to happening. be a way, doesn't it? Always has to be the way. Okay. Wait, are you in are you in Melbourne? Is that right? Are
0: you in Melbourne or I'm Sydney?
1: in Sydney. Sydney. Okay. Yeah. All right. Are you I, in Melbourne? I'm in Brisbane. I'm safe from everywhere. You're in Brisbane. I'm safe up here. <laughs> no one comes You're near us. A good time. I'm having a good time. A little freaking out, but not as bad as down south, which is good. Yes.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I'm not, it's actually all right, at least in my area. Yeah. If, if, if we're talking coronavirus, it's all yeah. right. Yeah. You know what I noticed actually yesterday, which I think is really great? Mm-hmm. It's like almost everybody that was within like a 10 meter radius of me was wearing a mask. <gasps>
1: That's which is so really good. great because we
0: don't have compulsory masks in Sydney. It's like the, it's the health recommendation. Yeah. Recommends to wear a mask, but you know, like, I mean, I feel like in the first wave, no one was wearing masks. No, nah. I don't know. I just feel like nobody on public transport was wearing one. Mm. Nobody at work was wearing one. But now I feel like more than half the people that I interacted with mm. yesterday were in a mask. And if they were in a mask, they were like maintaining a distance from me, which
1: I think is really great. I love that. I think people are taking it more seriously. I think the first round, it was like a gimmick. Probably because, you know, we have never dealt with anything like this in this century. But, like, yeah. I think now the second time around, we're just like, all right, shit, we need to get rid of this thing. I'm tired of this. I just want everything to go back I mean, to normal. I think people are
0: just mm. over it. And they're just like, for fuck's sake. Like, I'll just wear a mask if it means that things can go back to normal. So yeah. I feel like people are being far more considerate this time around. I think. Yes. At least from, like, my interactions with people
1: yeah from our from our circle then you got the karens and well the, the karens mm. and the darrens that's why i like to call it i think they're male version the Ka- yes the darrens that's actually so good look i have
0: not fa- everyone always says like kyle and stuff which i don't vibe but i'm vibing darren darren
1: <laughs> is a good male
0: karen name i yes, did it
1: because they definitely do exist so yes there's definitely some karens oh no i yeah i work there.
0: in retail i've definitely met my share of darrens oh you poor thing
1: oh i used to work in retail i got but fun story we're not gonna start the interview fucking yet but like i used to work in retail just before covid and i don't know if i got fired or if i left them i don't know it was kind of like you know those awkward moments when you're in like a situation ship and you both ghost each other yeah. it's kind of become <laughs> yeah. that and then they just never spoke to me and I didn't speak to them and everyone's back there except me. So it's like, okay.
0: Except you just never came back. Just never came back. People like, I've, had, I've seen that stuff happen like in other places I've worked. And I'm like, I don't know how it happens. Like, I don't know how that actually happens, but
1: yeah. sure. <laughs> like, it's really weird. I emailed them my resignation and they didn't even respond. So I couldn't even do the dumping properly. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's it's like so when weird. I'm,
0: I'm breaking up with you and the person just like looks at you and like, walks away doesn't
1: say anything <laughs> yes yes so when you're awkward. Like, yes and they're just like uh we weren't even dating i've had that so many times mm.
0: yes mm-hmm. oh my god have you oh my god no yes <laughs> oh my god
1: my previous ex like i did the breaking up this was like nine months so i assumed we'd be dating and he's like uh we weren't really dating and i'm just like well you were always at my house i was always at your house but whatever hold up like <laughs> you
0: know what Okay, you're in the It's A Lot podcast group, right? Yeah, yes.
1: That is how I found yeah. you, yes.
0: Yes, yes. Yes.
1: We oh, got Abby bringing people together. <laughs> yes. Um,
0: no, but like, I feel like I see a lot of, like, stories like that in Abby's group. And I'm like, do y'all not have the relationship talk? Do you, Does nobody, like, say... Hey, like this, like I want to be together. Are you? Does no one have those talks? Because it seems nobody does. And I'm like, (laughs) is it just me? Like, I'm so direct. I'm so direct. So like that would, I'm, I'm just so blunt that like it couldn't happen to me because I would just be like. What are we? Like, I will say, what are we? Full cliche, full like the meme. What are we? But I'll say it.
1: (laughs) Like, I'm one of those stupid... Well, this was back then. I have learnt now since then. And I found a great partner now. Thank God. We're, we're We're living together. And at the beginning, I was like joking around saying like we're living together. Do you, do you like me? Like, are you, is this a roommate thing? You we're dating, like just double checking. But, um, but no, I, but yeah, no, it was like sarcasm, of course. So hopefully I'm not that crazy, but um, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I'm one of those stupid people. I just read into how they act versus what they say. So even if they would say to me, oh no, I'm not really looking for a relationship. But then if they're like cuddling up next to me or being all nice, or they do the smallest kind of thing i'll be like no they actually care for me no they picked up some food for me they must really care i'm one of those annoying (laughs) people okay okay here's the thing though Mm.
0: are we crazy for thinking those things or do men actually gaslight us by doing those things and then telling us we're crazy when we think it means something so that's
1: the question isn't it oh that's oh yes Yes, because that's what you and Abby were talking about on the podcast. Yeah. Which it's it's a thing. It was a light bulb moment. It was, yes, I need to talk to you about this. It was a light bulb moment when you said that, was it, it was was either you or Abby that said that they are trying you on. And that's so true. Abby said that, yeah. Yeah, it's trying on the whole girlfriend thing. Because it's true. They act all like they have been in the relationship with you for two years. But then they'll say, oh, no, I'm not really want to get a relationship, really. This is a bit too much. You're being a bit, pushy you know like
0: oh my god I feel like every girl has a story where they've had like a close like either male friend or like a situation or whatever it is but like Mm. they constantly toe the line between being like a friend and being your partner and they'll be like maybe a little bit possessive maybe a little bit jealous maybe a little bit buys you nice gifts like the whole courting process and when you finally are like you know what you've won me over they're like who are you (laughs) <laughs> it's like have you yes. not spent the last like how long like actively unofficially courting and i'm gonna use courting because it's an old school word but mm. i actually feel like it's the only word that encapsulates what this is because yeah. it's them pursuing you but then the moment you actually want something it's like wait what i had this happen <laughs> to like a really close friend of mine and it made me so angry because this guy I'm going to say it. Steve, I'm talking about you. <laughs> if you ever <laughs> hear this, Steve, know that it's about you. God damn it, Steve. His name is actually Steve, which is... It was the first warning sign that his name was Steve. But anyway, like, she was not interested in a relationship. And he spent so... Like, he, like I like you so much, blah, 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 blah. Really, like, pursuing her. Initially, was not, like, ready or interested. But he, like, spent, like he spent, like, two or three months, like suing her he took her on dates he like paid for everything you know like it was very like romantic and then when she was finally and he like he would want to be with her and she was the one who was resisting and when he when she finally was like oh my god you know what like this guy has like proven himself to me like i'm ready like literally the moment she like verbalized it he was like oh i don't I think I don't think I'm ready for that yet. And it's like, you literally have been begging to date this girl for three months, and she's finally said yes. And, like, he's literally taking her out to, like, a date night every week and everything. And now he's just like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't think I'm ready yet. You know, I've just got this going on and that going on. And it's like, what? What? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So I just... That didn't even happen to me, but I just feel like I got vicarious trauma from that because I was
1: just like, "Yes, like, is, all men are trash. Like, what? <laughs> yes, I always feel that whenever my um, friends and they have like been dating their partners and like, you know, they of course get to, you know, like say when the, the breakup happens, they of course then get to have their part to say to their ex I want something to say to them. I have been part of this relationship Literally. too. Who has been curating the text messages, <laughs> like, trying to figure yes. out what the fuck to say to them to with, when uh, without asking them, are we in a relationship? But like work around that. Like, I know. It's like, sis, you've been dating me too. <laughs> you've been <laughs> indirectly dating me exactly. as well. Because you've he been
0: here. And also like with this particular friend of mine. Like, I really was rooting for Steve because she hadn't dated a nice guy pretty much ever. Every guy mm. should have been trash. No, it's not her fault. They just ended up being trash after secretly, you know... You know when they start off really nice and they shower you and then they end up being assholes? Yeah, it was like that. Oh, so, yeah. for this guy, Steve seems genuine. And I was like... I feel so bad because I really encouraged her. I really encouraged her because I actually thought... Like, I was fooled. I was fooled by Steve. I actually thought there's something to this because she dragged it out for, like, a couple of months. And he was like... So supportive of her and listened to her, and like she was really starting to love him. And then he, like, just eat it out of there. And I was like, fuck, like, I was rooting for you, Steve. Everybody was rooting for you. She was rooting for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. just oh, you just ruined the entire like male population. Like, yeah, men get mad when we say all men are trash, but I'm like, how about y'all just hold other men accountable mm-hmm. for like ruining your
1: re- reputation? Like, how about you do that? <laughs> and yeah. then we'll see. They're the ones that always call us crazy. I have not met a single guy that I've like slept with, dated, whatever. Every single one has always said, oh yeah, I met this crazy chick. Oh yeah, she was so possessive. Oh yeah, she wouldn't leave me alone. (laughs) Just like, all right, I need to do like some tallying, some surveying here because I don't think all women are crazy. Or maybe you guys just make us crazy. Maybe that's why. (laughs) My thing is I'm so critical
0: of any man. that like, Mm Because yes, I'm sure like, you know, a couple of women have behaved in quite a crazy manner. But, like, I'm always so critical because I'm like, was she crazy? Or did you just, like, gaslight, manipulate, you know, like, stress her out beyond reason to the point where she started losing her shit a bit Mm -hmm. because you were actually just, like, a terrible partner? Like, are you sure that wasn't the reason? Because a lot of the time, that's the reason. I've been called crazy by people I didn't even date. Like, I have had people who I didn't even date that I was just close to, go around and call me crazy because, like, I I got upset because they ghosted me or something like that. And it's like, yeah, "Yeah, well, no shit. We were talking every day and then you disappeared. I got worried. (laughs) Like, (laughs) am I crazy for that? I don't trust people who call girls crazy because half the time, that's not what happened.
1: Yeah, exactly. I remember I was about, like, 16, 17, and one of my ex-friends, their friend from England, came over and they were staying with them for a couple of months. And him and I got really close, but he had a girlfriend. And all my friends just saw me pursuing him and being like, oh, you're crazy. He's got a girlfriend. Rah, rah, rah. But he was saying to me, he was going to me like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got my girlfriend. She's a pain in the ass So, Oh, would it be hot if we fucked under a waterfall? Oh my God. It's just oh, my- like, he would just, he, he would just gaslight me into thinking that like, he was going to dump his girlfriend for me. and, and, I was, and I was like 16, 17. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I was say, yeah, you were 16.
0: Like, that's so young. You, you yeah. Had, no one knows what they're doing at 16. Everyone is doing questionable, like, things at 16. Yeah. Like, maybe right now you wouldn't go for it, but how would you know any better at
1: 16? Yeah. Like, but it was was so young. It was so annoying because all my friends kept giving me shit, saying that I was crazy, that I was in love with him. Mm. And they say, like, he's got a girlfriend. It's just like, well, he keeps saying he wants to have sex with me. And then he wants to leave his girlfriend. He bitches about his girlfriend to me. So I don't know. No, I feel
0: you. My <laughs> best friend when I was also 16, actually, lol, that just must be a cursed age. Yeah, that's a cursed um, age, was yeah. Was a guy. And we were very, very, very close. It was like one of those friendships where, like, everybody just kind of assumes that you're either dating or you're about to start dating. Like, it was one of those yeah. really close friendships. And then he'd go to a relationship with somebody else, which is fine. But he like, kind of just, like, started ghosting me and, like, not really talking to me. And we were, like, best friends. Like, it wasn't, like, he was oh. a random guy that was talking. Like, we were, like, best friends. You know, oh. like, having damage as family to shit like that. We're, like, we're very close. We'll hang out, like, every day. Yeah. And so I was just, like, what, what the fuck, dude? And, and then I was, like, deemed crazy for, like, being upset that he had, like, stopped talking to me. And I was the oh. crazy one. And I was, like, how am I the crazy? If your best friend of, like, over a year just started ghosting you after they started dating someone you'd be upset too (laughs) yes
1: oh that's messed up but see if you i was like the crazy
0: psychopathic stalker apparently
1: oh it's always the way isn't it always the way Mm -hmm. yeah dating sucks this is it sounds bad sometimes i will just if something like stupid happens on tv for example with bachelor which we'll go into in a second if a man does something stupid on tv i'll just look to my parker look on look to the side to him i'll just be like what the fuck's wrong with your gender and he's like, oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> He'll like apologize yeah, okay. for his gender. <laughs> he's no, I, like, I'm also babe, in a sorry. relationship.
0: And my yeah. partner, I mean, he's amazing. I love him. I constantly tell him, I'm like, you know, if we don't get married, like if we break up, like that's it for me. Because I can't do I'm not doing this. I'm not speaking. I to do other that men to him again. as well. Yeah. So just know that you're my everything. And if you leave me, I will just be single forever because never am I gonna have another voluntary conversation <laughs> with a single man. But He's the exception and I love him. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we watched The Bachelor together as well. And he just watches it and he's like, how are these men real? And I'm like, (laughs) I know. Like, it just seems such, it's such exaggerated bad behavior. And I know it's editing, but I mean, if we're gonna, which I know we're gonna talk about Kieran later, but like Mm. you watch that shit and you're like, you're on TV. How are you lying to like seven different girls, like on TV? Like, how are you? Uh, doesn't do you not realize that everyone's gonna see this? Like, he's so shocked he doesn't get it, and I'm like, honestly, saying Like, I don't.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go into Bachelor in Paradise and let's talk about the massive flip on how people are reacting to Kieran and Tim because before before mm. Bachelor in Paradise. Everyone loved them. Like, I remember when um, Bachelorette was happening and Angie didn't pick Tim, she got so much hate for it. Or oh, when um, Kieran left, they were so upset about it. And now with Bachelor in Paradise ending, what a canceled. twist.
0: Cancelled. I like, I, I use cancelled <laughs> as a joke and ironically constantly, but like, yeah. legitimately cancelled. <laughs>
1: this yes. is the
0: Kieran start is over party. Um, No, but like, okay. I didn't watch The Bachelor Angie season. Matt season of The Bachelor was the first and only season of The Bachelor I'd ever watched in my life. Yeah. And now uh, this Bachelor Paradise is like the second kind of Bachelor-ish season that I've ever watched. So I didn't watch Angie season. But I was like aware of it because I was working in media during the time. So I was like, you know, kind of covering like the funniest tweets from this episode, despite not having watched the episode. So I didn't understand or know much about the hype with Kieran and Tim because I also don't find them like, super hot i know everybody else seemed to i can like ever so slightly see it with tim but i, I just don't get it with kieran yeah. or with both of them really I'm just, it's not my type um but i was like okay like i i understood like i'd seen all the tweets and stuff so i know everyone like i know tim is supposed to be this like adorable like kind of like an overgrown labrador puppy kind of dude was the vibe i was getting just from like the tweets because i didn't actually know anything about him and kieran was supposed to be like Funny, doesn't take himself too seriously. I mean, that's the vibe I got anyway. Yeah. And like, cause I'd, I'd seen that he had like, he used to be like a stripper or something. So there was like an air of like confidence and like not giving a shit about what people think of you, blah, blah, blah. It was like, I could, I could, that was what I assumed was likable. Yeah. And then I started watching Bachelor in Paradise and I instantly like the Kieran thing. I was like, oh yeah, like funny, kind of like, I don't know, a bit of like, a bit like a peacock, you know, just like enjoying yourself, but it was like, it's likable, you know, it's like, mm. it's, he's charismatic. He's very charismatic. With Tim, I just like, I was like watching it and I was like, I don't, I have no, this is not what I expected and I don't know. And then I feel like I was kind of, I guess, forcing myself to believe all these tweets about Tim because everybody loved him and I was, I didn't really get it initially. So I jumped on the bandwagon for sure. And just like convinced myself that this was true. Yeah. Um, because there were moments, there were moments where Tim said some really sweet stuff. And I mean, like half the time he's making no fucking sense, but he's obviously very observant. Because there are definitely moments where he he is like talking about whatever drama between whatever other people in the show, and it's actually like really astute observations. Like you're like, damn, this is like the gossip girl squad. Like, he really <laughs> knows what's yes. going on. Yeah. And then that's why I was like, oh, so he's actually like smarter than he seems. And I was like, okay, cool. And then you know, there's a couple of sweet things he says to some of the girls, and I'm like, and now, and now I well and truly like him after like you know an episode. I'm like, okay, I get it. And then literally like five seconds later, they both turn out to be absolute trash. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just think it's peak, like, God, this is every woman's nightmare. And we've all been through it. All of us have known a Timor a Kieran, lovely, funny, larrikin guy gives you all the right compliments, you know, bit like, bit rough on the edges, but heart of gold kind of thing. Yeah. And then just like next second, absolute shithead, like fuck boy, shit stirrer shocking but also not shocking they're not shocking players we should have all seen this coming and we didn't because we never do it's tragic
1: yeah we'll all just i think i think with Kiran we'll just like oh my god he's got a british accent he's got tats yep love him yeah literally tim, <laughs> tim will we just like yes god, he's look the- what
0: the colonizers have done to us <laughs> like he's a white british man that looks kind of edgy. We stand. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just- <laughs> oh, he's so unique. God. One of a kind. Yeah. Nothing like him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. God, then- you know,
0: I've never met another British man with such confidence. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i even remember i was one of those tragic people last year i think he was talking about botox or plastics no it's right it's plastic surgery he had, that had last year and i remember everyone was just like oh how brave of him to talk about his plastic surgery That's breaking down gender him. barriers yes wow. i was one he of those people a man confident in his
0: masculinity oh. I was one of those Look, I mean, people. I was, I, so was I, like, <laughs> indirectly, because I didn't actually know much about him. But I but yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, like, this guy seems great. Like, I love how comfortable he is with his pink suits and his long hair. Like, yes. you know, this, this Harry Styles confidence, which, oh, my God, disgusting. Imagine comparing Kieran to Harry Styles. I'm so sorry, Harry Styles. I'm so sorry. I know. <laughs> like, imagine that, was the that vibe. now. It was, it was the Harry Styles oh, vibe. Oh,
1: yes, imagine that. I can't even, I even did that, too. I was thinking, like, oh, my God, yes, he's exactly like Harry Styles he doesn't mind if he's got like a bit of feminine energy feminine dressing and now i'm just like no 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 i cannot compare him to the supreme beautiful glorious yeah, harry styles like, literally no. would die
0: for harry styles like the only yes. man the only white man that hasn't disappointed
1: <laughs>
0: me yet so let's do this <laughs> harry styles i still stand harry styles yes. since my one direction days when i was like 12 yes absolutely he's just i'm not like, direction hell yeah
1: hell yes <laughs> yes so yes so for people out there that don't know what the hell we're talking about with bachelor in paradise tim and kieran they pretty much seem to have this notion now again this is just what was shown on bachelor in paradise but they haven't really well i think tim tried to attempt an apology but it was one of those yeah his ass apologies where it was oh i'm sorry if my actions offended you instead of saying i'm sorry i was offensive it was, I'm sorry it's Sorry if they just happened to offend you, but I don't regret anything. I haven't done anything mean or anything like that. But it's very much what was shown on the show. A lot of toxic masculinity, a lot of seeming to think that if you sleep with a woman, kiss a woman, lock eyes with a woman, that you own her and a guy needs his permission. Guy needs a permission oh, to even yikes. pursue her because that's what we do in 2020. You need a permission. Like...
0: What are your thoughts and, on this? Maria? And also, I'm going to add to that list. Yeah. Um, the lack of accountability was something that, like, really actually probably, like, irritated me even more than the female puppy stuff, which I think says a lot. Because I am open. I am open to men making mistakes and learning mm. from them. Like, I am not going to – I will come for you, but I will also stop coming for you if you, like, are able to, like, take accountability of your behaviour. Because – something that I noticed like Matt who was also on the show and maybe like for people who didn't watch it a lot of the Kieran drama was centered around Matt because Matt was the one who like apparently stole his ex or whatever it was very stupid but anyway like in their like gross little like boy fight when they're all like fighting each other and screaming to each other's faces and it's just the most disgusting display of toxic masculinity you've ever seen in your life mm-hmm. afterwards like Matt says that he's sorry and that he realizes how unacceptable his behavior is and that he should have been the bigger man and just stood down and well i mean look for the sake of Matt, i'm just going to ignore this whole bigger man wording because i think i think the sentiment is fine yeah like he was trying to genuinely be like you're right like i really should have done that that aggressive behavior was so not on and it was very immature and childish of me and i'm sorry and like, that is good. Like, that, like I was, I'm I'm not coming for Matt anymore. I don't have an issue with Matt anymore because it's like, he's taken accountability for his behavior. He understands that it was upsetting for everybody involved, especially like the person he was seeing, or like, I guess, were they dating? Is that what you, is dating The Bachelor? It's dating, right? yeah. Were they dating yeah. him and Renee? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, he put the girl he was dating in a really uncomfortable position and he was like, so sorry about it. And it was very much not from a like, I'm sorry, I offended you. But it was like, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that to you. It wasn't fair to you. I'm sorry. Like, that's all you need. And there was just no accountability with Tim and Kieran. And I think that's a huge part why people are really upset with them. Because we've seen, like, toxic... Look, we're watching The Bachelor. We're not expecting great role models models (laughs) to come out of the show. We're not expecting, like, really wonderful behavior. We're watching it because we know shit's going to go down. We know everyone's going to be petty. That's why we watch a drama. But... The difference here is kieran and tim first of all really crossed the line in a lot of ways that i think other at least from my knowledge other contestants maybe haven't like the difference between bachelor paradise and like the bachelorette with angie kent is there isn't one woman who's in charge who can boot you off for your bad behavior yeah so unlike an angie kent season when people were being creepy or their behavior was unacceptably possessive she would step in and be like this is wrong get out and that would be it they would face consequences for their actions but in Bachelor in Paradise we don't have that dynamic there's no one to hold you accountable but yourself and so we're really seeing the trash just spilled out in daylight for everyone to see because there isn't that authority figure in The Bachelor and the frustrating thing about Tim and Kieran is that they refuse to take accountability and they left the show with the women they were dating so they removed these women from like the screen, we, d- we stopped seeing these women on the show because Kieran and Tim couldn't take accountability for their actions. They chose to leave rather than actually deal with the mess that they had created. And that is, fuck it, that is what I hate about a lot of men because a lot of men do this. It is very much something I see in interactions with women and men. And that irked me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's definitely a form of gaslighting because then it makes the woman feel like, oh, am I? Oh, I hate this word. Overreacting? Am I just mm-hmm. reacting in a bad way? And it really isn't that bad at all if the guys like saying, yeah, like oh. Kiki says
0: that. I'm pretty sure at some mm-hmm. stage, yeah. Where she's like, because oh my god, the <sighs> Kiki, Kiki, I love you. If you're listening to this, I'm so sorry, <laughs> like for what you had to go through. Because yeah, watching Kieran gaslight Kiki in the last two episodes of The Bachelor was just actually disgusting like mm. it was it was distressing it was distressing watching her because this dramatic irony of it all like all of us watching it knowing exactly what she's going through and knowing exactly what he's done we watched him on screen do all the stuff that he's now denying and he like she believed him and i don't blame her it's not her fault it's just how good he is at gaslighting her. And because we inherently have these insecurities because we've been like conditioned by this like male dominated society to hinder our emotions for the sake of like male comfort. So Mm -hmm. despite the fact that she's uncomfortable, she doesn't trust him. She, she knows like she is talking about how she knows that he's going to ditch her the moment he finds somebody else. And like, she understands, she is so insecure and she knows she's insecure. She has identified her feelings. She knows exactly why, like the, she's showing a lot of strength and emotional maturity and Kieran still is able to gaslight her because no matter how like sure we are, there's always that niggling thing that we can't get rid of because of like the shitty patriarchal society that has like conditioned us to accept this behavior. Mm-hmm. And she think, you know what? It probably is me. It probably is me because women are crazy. Like the person who created the women are crazy stereotype literally has gaslit the whole world. Like generations later, we're still suffering from that
1: yeah and it just gives an excuse for men to just behave in any way they want and if it leads Mm. to a bad reaction for their partner or ex then they just use the crazy term like that's just an excuse kind of thing they're just allowed to use it now exactly yeah exactly So another part of the Bachelor franchise, which has definitely caused a lot of controversy, and I think rightfully so, and that is with the Bachelorette <sighs> and them choosing two um, Ellie white Miles. women. Yes, Ellie and
0: Becky. Right? Is her name Becky? I think
1: it is. I don't even know. I should know this.
0: Ellie, Ellie and Becky. I- I'm yes. very sure it's Becky. Tra- yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: like, I'm I have a- thoughts on this. Yes. Tell me your thoughts. I'm a white woman and even I'm pissed off. (laughs) That's just, it's just, Look, what are your thoughts? I have,
0: I have two maybe main thoughts on this and they somewhat conflict, Mm -hmm. conflict. Oh my God. My intonation that word was just whack. (laughs) Anyway, um, (laughs) do you ever just say something and then you're like, what did I just say?
1: Yeah. Um, because like, what is it in English? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Here's my thing. I feel like I don't see the Bachelorette as a particularly like feminist or like, progressive show i don't think any of these dating shows like in the format that they exist are in any way like progressive or feminist i think like you know angie kent like calling out bad behavior and like standing up for her sisterhood and stuff can be great like symbols or like um examples of like uh female solidarity and stuff like that but the show itself and under the format it's in in the society that it exists in it's like impossible for it to be i think feminist or like progressive in any way because you're still just like either pitting a bunch of women against each other to vie for a man, which just reinforces, like, petty, bitchy stereotypes of women. Or they have a bunch of men, like, just comparing lengths trying to get to this, like, woman on a pedestal. Like, either way, I just think it's a bit gross, but I watch it because it's funny. Yeah. So with, like, casting a white woman or a, like you know, women of colour for this thing. It's like I in two minds because A, I want to see women of colour on TV. I want to see non-white women on TV. I want to see women who look like me on TV. I think it's important for like a lot of, like the younger generation maybe. And I think it really normalises... Our existence because there are so many people that really think Australia is so white. It's like it's not. I live in Sydney. I live like not that far from Lakemba. Okay, I don't know if you know about Lakemba, but it's literally mm-hmm. just like an entirely brown like suburb. Yeah, there's like lots of like Pauline Hansen walks down the street of Lakemba to prove that there's too many brown people in Australia. Like this is uh. so the reputation that Lakemba has. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> um, it's just like have you ever like I mean I live in Sydney. I, it's so it's so multicultural multi-ethnic here so to just like constantly see white people to be it's just not realistic it's actually just not realistic Mm. and it's racist because it's actively upholding like this idealized like rooted in white supremacy idea of like the attainable woman like the perfect woman like to have ellie miles on the bachelorette like i would have posted this on my Instagram. If anybody wants to have a look, my Instagram is silly, her official. Um, but I put a posted post on there about Ellie Miles as about to because even the promo images and like the actual PR of it is like it, it's definitely a bit racist, like because the bachelorette is always marketed in a red dress because you know it's the red rose, it's the rose ceremony, it's the whole like the Bachelor That's franchise. Right. Everybody is in a red dress, right? Yeah. And then this this push to have a woman of color as the bachelorette is very recent. Like it's pretty much since the last season because I didn't see a lot of outrage for Angie being the bachelorette. I don't think it mm. was. I, I don't think this movement, if we want to call it that, was actually in the works back then. But it is now. People really want a woman of color as the bachelorette. And then Ellie Miles came out as a bachelorette with her sister. And obviously people are understandably upset. But something I find really interesting is that Ellie Miles is the first bachelorette in a long time, if not ever, that's been marketed in a white dress. And I find Ah. that really interesting. And I know people are going to be like, you're reading too much into it, but I'm not reading too much into it. Okay. I did a media degree. (laughs) Let me just tell you (laughs) that every single decision that these promos and PR things make is on purpose With They are selling you an image. They are selling you an image. They are selling you an idea. She is representing an idea. And look at this white blonde woman and her white blonde sister in their white dresses with the white flowers. And tell me you don't see white purity there, okay? Mm -hmm. That is exactly what they are selling you. They are actively fighting against the movement that you guys are trying to create to have a woman of color as The Bachelor because they, they even got rid of the red dress and everything. Like they are trying to sell you A white ideal right now this is the pushback this is the pushback against your movement it's racist like they have actively changed the imaging of this show which is a big deal like for brand for brand imagery you want the consistency of the red dress it signifies something it's a symbol of the bachelorette to actually not to do that and put a white dress is a purposeful decision to sell you this like white innocence white purity this like white australian country girl You know, this is like this is the image of Australia. This is the Australian woman that they're selling you. This is the peak of like female desirability in Australia, according to, you know, this this show or like this media landscape. And I just find it so interesting, because on one hand, I don't think it's like I don't think having a woman of colour on the bachelorette is particularly progressive or like good for the feminist movement or good for POC because this poor woman's just gonna deal with a lot of racism if she goes in there. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm aware that not having her on the show is racist. So, like, I mean, we kind of can't win, but we'd win a little bit more if it wasn't a woman of colour on the show. Yeah. Um, it's just a bit of liberal feminism there. But, like, yeah, people just need to actually look at Ellie Miles and tell me you don't think this is a bit weird.
1: <laughs> when I saw it, I thought <laughs> this sounds so... When I Like, my first five seconds of looking at it, I completely forgot who Ellie Miles was. So, I just saw it was, you know, bachelorette posting on Instagram, uh, two women in white dresses. I thought it was two, like, like women getting married. That's what I thought. I thought they were in wedding dresses. I'm just like, oh, my God, yes, we have two women, two two lesbians. That's what I thought it was. I was, like, so excited. You're, like, cute. And yes, I was like, but
0: nope. yeah. I was just like, oh,
1: my God, that's so cute. And I'm just like, oh, no, that's Ellie. And I'm just like, oh, I didn't know she was, like, bi or lesbian or whatever. And then I thought, oh, no, that's her sister. I'm just like, wait, hey, what? Oh, no, they're, they're two bachelorettes. Oh. Also, great. can I just say, like... I'm
0: sorry, but like the optics of having like a white country girl and her sister on a dating show together is like a little bit problematic. How? Ha- yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to say it. I'm sorry to Ellie Miles because I don't like this is not your fault. Mm. But, bro, big incest porn vibes from this. It, <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's yes. The country girl incest vibes, and I'm so sorry to Ellie Miles and Becky Miles because I think her last name is also Miles yeah. because. Like, it's not their fault that this is the marketing, Mm. but this is absolutely the marketing. And anyone who knows anything about media and marketing should have thought about that and recognized that because that is also like a big porn thing like the two innocent sisters and like they cut your rural town and then this like sexy perverse man comes in and you know like steals their innocence and whatever but it's like that is like <laughs> that is the imagery there is so there is so much problematic imagery happening here the white supremacy like white woman desirability shit the incest porn
1: who is doing this marketing <laughs> who fire them (laughs) and it's not like they don't know like that's why I just get really frustrated with it's not like they don't know that people have been demanding Mm. just someone a little bit different like I Mm. we're not not asking for the bachelor bachelorette franchise to become like you know this very woke feminist big movement thing and I definitely do agree what you said like it's not about that becoming feminist but like having like say I think being allowed to have people come onto the show that can talk about topics and issues that other people might exactly. not speak about. Like that's what exactly. I want. Like I remember Abby was saying that on the show, she tried, to t- that she tried to speak about politics, but of course that wouldn't get air because they don't see that as interesting. I would flip and love yeah. that. That's the drama I would love to see people like some left wing, right wing people, or you got like, People of left wing or arguing about a different topic. That's what I want to see. So, like, bring in people that, like, it just, just brings in some different perspectives. Because, yes, otherwise it's just going to be like, oh. Yeah,
0: I, it's funny you should mention politics. Because I was actually thinking about this last night after mm. I was watching the last episode of Bachelor in Paradise. And I was just like, I could never. And this is why I'm saying that I don't think it's, I think it actually might be actively harmful to put women of color on the show after some thinking yesterday because mm. i would never go on this show because as like a brown woman what if i get a guy who's racist like mm. every second fucking white person in this country is racist like I, it's going to the point where i assume people are racist until proven otherwise half the time because yeah that's just how prevalent it is mm. and like if a woman of color like if we got a black bachelorette or, like an asian bachelorette like how are they going to cull all the contestants to make sure none of them are racist or fetishizing her? Like, is it even possible? Which brings mm. it because like, while I so badly want brown, black, Asian, whatever representation on TV, I'm also like kind of scared for like the woman who gets it because as like a brown woman, I understand that hostility around your identity and how people treat you and how men treat you. There is either they're racist to you or they fetishize you or both like either they hate you and they still want to fuck because you're A hot, sexy brown girl, but also they want to subjugate you as a slave. Like it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of layers here. Yeah, and I feel like it's such a complex debate. I've really been having second thoughts about it because I'm pretty pro. I've been pretty pro, like openly pro, having a woman of color on the Bachelorette. And while I, I definitely want to see more women of color on these shows, be it the Bachelor, the Bachelor, or the Bachelor Paradise. But I'm starting to wonder if maybe the reason we don't see a lot is not just it is obviously racist casting, Mm. but maybe it's also because these poor women like don't want to put themselves in a situation where they know they're going to experience racism because mm. like why would you i wouldn't yeah you'd have I, to be like a white passing poc you know
1: yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, or you have to be someone that's been in the public eye for a while and is used to getting mm. that much criticism something that i really really want to see maybe it's just because i'm a plus size woman i want to see someone that is above a size 10 on be the Bachelor yes. or the or the Bachelorette, even like even like the people that are like you know fighting for the Bachelor Bachelorette. I want to see people of bigger sizes because mm. because yeah, if yes. I was if I was single and asked like you know would you go on the Bachelor or bachel- would you go on the Bachelorette, I'd be like fuck no because people will f- diss the shit out of me because of my belly because you know if everyone's walking around in bikinis and I'm fine being in a bikini yes. but if I got my, if I got my belly out they'd be like oh she's too fat? Oh, she's like oh, you know how they always got the joke, the joke um contestant, like the one that you know just gets kicked yeah. off the show the first episode. They're the joke one, all that kind of bullshit. Mm. Yeah,
0: just like diversity, guys. Yeah, as somebody DM'd me on Instagram. One of my followers was saying, actually said this exact same thing. She replied to my story about like women of color. And she was like, I would love to see some body diversity. Mm. And I was like, that's so true because I was saying this to my partner when we were watching Bachelor in Paradise together. And I was just like, God, everyone here is so fit. And I feel insecure sitting on my couch watching this. And I'm, like, not, like, particularly bigger than anybody else. Like, I'm Mm. a fairly petite person. And I was watching it and I was like, fuck, this makes me feel bad about my body. Because every person on this show is, like, so fit and toned and sexy. And I didn't know. It just... I guess it depends what the producers are going for, but it really yeah. doesn't make the show accessible. Like none of us are ever going to consider ever applying for the show because we don't fit this like Barbie doll, like look. Yeah. Even like the few women of color that we get on the show are like incredibly sexy and beautiful, like sexier than everybody else in the show. And yeah. it's just like, you know, women of color have to be like a 17 out of 10 to go on a show with all the blonde nine out of tens. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, even when we get, like, women that are, like, not even plus size, but just not as petite as the other women, I feel like they really have to make up for it by having, like, the most stunning, gorgeous, beautiful face and the longest, most luscious hair and just, like, they have to be excelling in every factor to be allowed, like, a little bit of arm chub and it's just crazy, mm-hmm. like, the... Like, it's actually pretty damaging. And I watch it, and I'm like, wow, is it really 2020? <laughs> because <laughs> this shit is not in any capacity progressive.
1: Yeah, it's just... But yet... We watch it, like, not every single year, me, for me personally, but, yeah, we, we watch it, we talk about it, it gets us talking, but still, like... Did you
0: watch Matt season, like, the one that Abby was on?
1: I did. I did watch Matt season, yes. I
0: constantly think about Varko, who was the only other black woman aside from Mary on oh the show. Oh, God,
1: that's right. She was a
0: model. She was, like, that's her, actually her profession. Yeah. She's a model. And it's, like, I can't believe, like, women of colour have to be, like, models to compete on shows with, like, you know, like, accountants yeah like there are people in this show who are like accountants and like working like um i'm pretty sure abby works in like property or like something like Uh, that. yeah property yeah yeah it's just like there's like and it's, like, all these, like, beautiful white girls. I mean, Abby's obviously also very stunning. Mm. These beautiful white girls who work, like, really normal jobs. Like, a black woman has to be a goddamn model <laughs> to get anywhere <laughs> in these shows. And it's just crazy.
1: Oh. What I found really crazy about Matt's season was their attempt – I forget if there was any um, Asian woman on the season. But what I do remember is no, that there is – so then their idea of the Asian representation, they had a mm. white woman and then they always had Asian backdrop Asian. music because she used to live oh, in China goodness. for a year or so. That's their idea I wrote an article
0: on this and it was titled... <laughs> The Bachelor found a white woman obsessed with China before a Chinese woman, I think was the title of my article. So, guys, if you want to read it, Google it. Because so actually, people I had a lot of people messaging me about that article because I think it needed to be said and nobody was really saying it. Yes. Like, it was one of those things that kind of blew up and went a bit viral because it's true. And this is no hate. I think her name was Kristen or Kirsten? I think it was Kristen. Yeah. No hate to Kristen. But, like, it is true that Kristen was being used as the representation for China on this show and she's not Chinese. Mm-hmm. And she was like teaching him Mandarin and like giving him like gifts and stuff that had like a symbolic meaning in like China. Like she was actively representing the culture. It's not even like she was just a woman that worked in China or she was a woman that spoke Chinese. Like she was actively representing the Chinese culture. She was educating him on China and she's white. Like <laughs> the optics of that are fucked. Okay, there's just no other way to say it. And um. it's bad casting because are you telling me that not a single Asian woman applied for this show? Because I don't believe it. I actually just don't believe that. I reckon there would be a minority of Asian women applying for this show because they're all afraid of racism, as I imagine I would be as well. It's, not, yeah. it's a very hostile environment for an Asian woman to exist in. But I doubt there wasn't a single one that applied. I fucking doubt it. They just didn't get through the <laughs> casting process.
1: Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like like when you say it, it's just so ridiculous that you have... To a white a white person explain to another white person about an Asian culture. <laughs> it's, 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 it's called
0: white splaining. Yes, white <laughs> a phenomenon oh my God. that every POC is very acquainted with. Do you know how many times I have had white people like white explain my religion back to me? I have had Ugh. so many like white feminists white explain why I'm oppressed because of my hijab. Like <laughs> constantly i mean people have seen it in like abby's group you know there are just there's always like people trying to like white explain my own experiences with racism like back to me as if they have any authority i've gone mm-hmm. to the point a lovely friend of mine was like just ask people where their race relations degree is and i was like oh my god you're right because ah, <laughs> it's like yes. why do you feel like you can talk about this why do you feel like an expert in this where is your like where is your information coming from
1: yeah I actually witnessed this so many fucking times when I was in uni. Um, when I was at uni, um, for, my <sighs> mi- for my minor of my degree, I did um, Islamic studies and mm-hmm. there were that many motherfucking white oh guys. God, you, oh my Doing God. Doing it so, just to
0: prove that Muslims are terrorists. I'm sure. And no, just no, no. They're their bias. Right.
1: Oh, no, 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 Surprisingly, no. They oh were trying to educate the Teacher who is Islamic who's trying to teach them <laughs> about Islam, and I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, you're like just like receding back into your spine. I'm like, just I can't like associate I'm with not these people. I'm just like, okay, crap, crap, crap. Please don't, please don't associate me to them. Please don't associate mm. me to them. It was just,
0: oh, you know, I had, oh my god, look, can we just take a moment to talk about the audacity of white men because this is just something I constantly want to rant about? Yeah, in uni, in my first year of uni, in my first first semester, first year of uni, so I was, like, 18. Um, made friends with a guy in my class who was, like, 23. Um, mm. Just, like, the first... You know when somebody just starts talking to you, like, you're on to a stage together, blah, blah, blah? I was, like, sure. He literally... Like, he started asking me about religion pretty much immediately because a lot of, like... I'm gonna say smart because it's, I think mean, they think they're smart, like in very case, yeah. smart white men who are like really proud of how worthy. Oh, they read like one book by like a Jordan Peterson or something. And now they like really think they're woke, and <laughs> they think awesome. they don't understand the inner workings of the universe. Um, starts questioning me on my religion, and I was just like, "Fuck!" I've literally been at uni for like a week, and this is already happening to me because I went to like a girls-only, majority Muslim high school. So mm. <laughs> I was like luckily enough to be sheltered from most white male audacity until union and just the walls came crashing down. But yeah, um, it was asking all these questions about my beliefs. And of course, of course he like literally five minutes in m- makes his way somehow into like the topic of sex in this conversation. He's like, Oh, so like, do you believe sex before marriage is haram? Like, are you a virgin? And it's just like, what? What? Imagine, imagine having the audacity to ask me 18 year old girl, that's five years younger than you, that you just met at union, a psych minor if I'm a virgin because I wear a hijab how do you feel the audacity to ask about my sexual status like how I don't even know you and even if I did it would still be inappropriate and the fact is like are you going around asking every Muslim girl you meet if they're virgins because 100% if you're trying to have sex with us that's the way to go about it (laughs) like it's like yes I am and I will continue to be because you've just asked me that would be the response most brown girls would be giving they're obsessed with our sexuality like as like a hijab wearing brown girl at university who was like quite chatty and I make a lot of friends and I'm often the first Muslim friend that a lot of people made at uni like they didn't really know a lot of Muslim people before they met me have a lot of like white friends or like sheltered kind of POC friends who haven't like they're mostly whitewashed and it's incredible how much white men are obsessed with like the Muslim woman's sexuality they really want to know how down you are Purely based Uh. on the fact that you're a hijab. Like, it's it's this forbidden fruit, like, exoticism, where it's just like, they can't have you, so they want you. And it's actually, it's so ridiculous. Like, this was my entire university experience with white men. And it's just fucked.
1: That's just fucked. That's just, Mm -hmm. and also the thing is as well there are people that are Catholic or some form of Christianity and they don't believe in um, having sex before marriage. So, you know, is he going up to every white girl with a cross around her neck? Is he going up to all of them? asking no, if they're No, because white girls
0: are not exotic and I'm exotic. <laughs> Look at my beautiful caramel skin. Definitely have been referred to about my beautiful caramel skin. You're caramel. caramel. Yeah, oh everything. A friend of mine, oh. a friend of mine was saying how someone called her, she's also brown, um called her like a chocolate covered strawberry or something (laughs) like that it's just like (laughs) oh wow you know there's just everything you know you're just all kinds of dessert um jesus (laughs) it's it's really this obsession i don't know how we managed to segue into like racial exotification but (laughs) like it's relevant and it's just oh this is this is this is why a lot of people like me are just like, fuck, I just can't, I can't deal with men. I yeah. can't, can't do this because they're nice to you. And then they always, they always somehow segue into a conversation that sexualizes you. Um, mm. And I feel like it was particularly worse for me as quite like, a, I'm like five foot one and I'm like yeah. very like small and petite. And men, like, white men love this, like, small, petite brown girl. It's, like, they already they, – they come in with these expectations of you being, like, this cute, giggly, submissive little, like, oriental little pleaser. And it's just, like – I just look like, at it and I'm just, like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> I, no. It's, like, bro, I have, like, piercings. Find me a little bit intimidating and don't talk to me. Like, I'm trying. I'm trying to be intimidating. <laughs> so you're yeah. Always, you're alone. Oh, it's not working, though. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how we got here, but like, I just, it had to.
1: No, it had (laughs) to be said. It had to be said because I just, I get really shitty with so many white guys for what they say to me. But then you have the added on of them being racist. racist. No one's going to be fucking racist to me. And I don't care if anyone listeners are saying like, oh, reverse racism. That's not a thing. That's not a fucking thing. Mm. But like, I get pissed off with the fact that I've had to deal with so many men and yes not or not all white all white men whatever but like with men being <laughs> shitty towards me being fat phobic as fuck towards me but then you have that- oh my god
0: yes oh like can you just <sighs> i was talking to a friend about this the other day because she was talking about this guy who's talking to her and he's a bit shitty she's sending me screenshots 100 percent, he's the kind of man who like hits on you and then when you say no he's like oh well you're fucking fat anyway <laughs> like you know those guys you know those guys who like like they'll suck up and the moment you like aren't you know the submissive like loving creature they expect you to be you're just like a fat ugly bitch like they're just (laughs) fat phobic to you they're racist to you (laughs) they're misogynistic everything comes out
1: i love firstly i love that the first thing they always go to if you say no to having sex with them after one message they think the worst thing, the worst thing that you can call a woman is fat. It's just like, firstly, exactly. for, some, for someone that's actually fat, that's very hurtful. Cause just like, great. So the worst thing yeah. I could actually, the wor- a, a woman being the most unattractive is when she has more skin on her, which also where exactly. where like on her arms, on her belly, on her face. I don't actually know exactly. what size, what weight, what is actually fat. And the other thing is just like, well, you like when you're when you're fat you are always just when it's i see it more as when when women are fat they are seen as because women's because from birth women are taught their level of attractiveness is what their worth is and when fat is seen as oh you're instantly not attractive then you're not worthy at all and yeah i've had to deal with many men that I've actually dealt with a guy who said to me, "I know he wanted me to. He wanted me to give him a blowjob after one text on Tinder. Surprisingly, oh, I said disgusting. no. Shockingly, I said no to a complete stranger. How dare you? Oh my god, I'm such a horrible <laughs> human being. And then he said to me, "Oh, I guess I'll never know if fat chicks give good head." oh my god
0: don't see how have we not just like all collectively just sworn off men because this is yeah I, but you know what else yeah speaking what you're saying about just like the way that fat is just phrased it's like the worst thing you could be which is obviously disgusting yeah but like it it's always you fat ugly bitch it's not yeah. you ugly fat bitch it's you fat ugly bitch it always starts with like you, being fat is worse than being ugly and being a bitch and I just find that so so shocking like that people even have the audacity to say that because it's just like mm. wow you're actually you just added yourself as like a piece of trash you just added <laughs> yourself right now as one of the worst human beings on the planet like why would you do this to yourself I don't know but you've done it and now we all know how horrible you are and it's just yeah. it's so bad because oh I know it's so it's, it's Saying bad, it feels like such an understatement. Like, I don't even have the words right now, but it's just, it really infuriates me because it's like, imagine being so not self-aware that you think reducing women to their body weight is actually, like, a thing you should be doing.
1: Mm, yeah. And you see
0: it everywhere. So many people are so, like, unintentionally fatphobic. Like, the assumptions they will make on somebody, and they won't mention their weight, but you 100% know they made those assumptions based on their weight like mm. also let me know if this conversation is a bit triggering and you want me to stop because i'm gonna start oh about, god like, no I, if i'm it's a bit tough. shit let me know i'm very open i don't about want to have like an emotionally exhausting conversation <laughs> just like you no, know. i'm just putting it out there because sometimes white people will start talking about all the racism they witness to me and it's just like please shut the fuck up like i don't want to listen to you talk about racism i deal with this every day yeah so tell me if i'm doing that to you okay yeah all good um,
1: and tell me if i do the same about racism as yeah, well yeah. No yes worries. absolutely yeah um all right go go, go. yeah
0: it's just like i feel like and look as somebody who's been like on the sim side for most of my life like maybe I was a little bit chubby in my mid-teen years and I kind of wasn't so I've been like really, like pretty privileged body wise I've always like I've never had huge body image issues mm. um but I've also been surrounded by like mostly skinny friends as well Um, and it's just like the amount of times I've had friends like make comments that I don't even realize are fat phobic and I've probably like I'm sure I've done that as well like I'm not absolving myself of this I definitely also have probably said fat phobic things without realizing it but just like little things like oh my god wow she looks so good in that and like 100% you know it's because she looks skinnier not because like it's the you know when it when like one of your like fat friends wears a dress makes her look slimmer, and it's like babe you look so good in that and it's like. And you say she looks good because she genuinely looks really pretty or you think she looks good because she looks skinny and that means pretty to you. Like, there is so much it's, I like, stuff that we just have to unlearn with, like, our association of, like, beautiful and pretty and skinny. Like, a fat woman can have a full face of makeup and look just as beautiful as a skinny girl next to her in the same amount of makeup or, and, like, looks and, like, dresses and lashes and all, you know, all the beautifying stuff. And we will immediately think the skinny girl is prettier because she's skinny. And it's just... Yeah. No, it's like with the Adele thing, right? Like with Adele's like massive weight loss. And there's been a lot of Twitter drama surrounding her weight loss because, I mean, I think all of it's just fucking ridiculous. But like, yeah. some people are uh, hating on her for losing weight because if she's losing weight, she must be inherently fat phobic, and actually just a betrayer of the body positive movement. Has been some arguments, and then other arguments are like, no, let women do what they want. And then other arguments are like well, let's talk about her agency in the situation. Like, maybe she has an eating disorder. And then my argument is, why the fuck are you talking about this? Like, yes. it's a triggering conversation in literally any way you want to look at it. Like, if you want to talk, if you want to accuse her of betraying the body positive movement, like, I mean, personally think that's just really toxic thinking. Yes. She doesn't carry the body positive movement on his shoulders and she's like a woman in the public eye who has dealt with fat phobia since the very beginning if she wants to lose weight because she thinks it'll stop the hate and shit she's getting it'll make her a happier person that i don't see the problem with that mm. however however i just think the fact that we like are debating on her body is just like the problem
1: yeah exactly <laughs> because we just
0: can't let women are fat we can't let them be women are skinny we can't let them be like we just can't let women be i feel like when male stars <laughs> lose weight nobody is hating on them for betraying the body positive movement nobody is like they must have an eating disorder it's pretty much just wow wow king you look so good proud of you wow look at that look at that strength and that's pretty much it the conversation usually
1: ends there <laughs> yes like, exactly yes because christian bale he's like you know gained weight lost weight for all these different roles and no one bats, a, bats an eyelid like you know no one really cares but then with adele now with Rebel Wilson people are just obsessed with it like they must know how they did it they and then that they get caught and why they did it
0: it's such a it's such an intense conversation of why you want to lose weight Mm. and i just think first of all there's a myriad of reasons why people lose weight and absolutely some of them are mental health related like eating disorders or depression or anxiety can make you lose a lot of weight um but also like it's it's so gendered i think because you know what i mean it's, it's gendered at the detriment of both genders because or all genders because when male stars lose weight, it's just like, wow, how impressive. What was your workout routine? And no one's considering if they have an eating dis- disorder and they actually may have an eating disorder or a body image disorder of some sort or they may have a mental illness that has made them lose this much weight so quickly and no one discusses it. It's just, yes, king, slay, you know, <laughs> whatever the fuck people are saying. Um, yeah. And then when it's a female star, it's like, either it's an eating disorder or she's a fat phobic bitch. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> all of yes. these com- all of these conversations are detrimental to literally everybody so i just don't see the productivity in it i'm like if you want to because i mean i wrote an article about um adele's weight loss but not about her weight loss about the conversations around her weight loss yeah because naturally the media is going to talk about it because adele has been like you know used as like a body positive icon for a long time but, like, God, it's fucking 2020. Like, you can say Adele lost weight and maybe speculate why in ways that aren't, like, entirely harmful for everybody. I just feel like no conversation I witnessed even had any kind of trigger warnings for eating disorders despite, like, talking about them. Had no, like, self-awareness in terms of wage discussions and how that impacts people. It's just, like, really, like... Honestly, just dumb conversations. Like, just, like, completely devoid of a lot of critical thinking.
1: And something that I found really frustrating, whenever they show plus-size women, fat women, like, just wearing any type of fucking clothing, they always say, she's so brave wearing that bikini. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's showing off her curves. But now, the way they're talking about Adele is she's stunning. She's gorgeous. She's sexy. She's hot. Revenge body. It's just like, yes. Oh my God.
0: Don't even talk to me about that. A
1: woman, a woman, a woman can be sexy. She could be hot. She could be stunning. Whether she's a size 10 or a size 20. Like it just doesn't matter. Like it's just, it was just when I saw all the, when I saw all the comments coming out by, about Adele, I looked under the comments of the photo and yes, so much of it was like, you know, the flame emoji. Oh my God. Stunning. Oh my God. You look so great. You look so happy. It's like, Look, we don't know if she was happy when she was overweight or when she was "quote unquote" fat. Like, we don't know if she's happy now. We don't know.
0: Yes, people. What if? What if she has? Like, what if she does have a mental illness? That it's like. I mean, I'm not saying she does, Mm. but like, what if she does? And y'all have just assumed she's healthier because she's skinny. Like this really toxic, um, I guess, connection between like skinniness and health. Yeah, just obviously is. I you know what, like, that's just a whole other bloody podcast episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. just the topic of, like, how fat women are just so completely oppressed and dismissed and degraded in, like, the health scene. Mm. Um, I don't know if you listen to the Shameless podcast. Um, yes, but of there course. was a while ago, a while ago, when it is actually Bachelor-related. Look, we've talked a circle. But a while ago, <laughs> they were talking about Eleanor, who was on Matt's season, and she was on this season about Bachelor Pride, but she left fairly early on. Mm. um because after the bachelor season ended eleanor announced her new like fitness um instagram company <laughs> thing <laughs> I, and you're, you already know where, you already know where i'm going oh i know and where you're going mm. zara and michelle which they have a poll for this now so i'm just gonna say that was zara and michelle chambers but like oh no like this is not like other ones we trust this because it has a medical professional on board who by the way i'm sure is eleanor's mother but anyway yeah. um and it's just like the idea i mean it's such a like it's such a thin privilege thing. And I say this as somebody with thin privilege, like it is to like think that because as a doctor, you can trust it. And I feel like my experience is slightly different because while I have thin privilege, I don't have the white privilege that also comes with being taken seriously at a clinic. So I understand to an extent, like the, the feelings around going to a doctor and like explaining your symptoms and the things you're struggling with and them not being taken seriously based on your appearance, be it your weight or your race or whatever. I feel like we're having a lot of intersections right now on race and fat phobia, actually. Yeah. Which is really great.
1: It is great because um, I think more yeah. people need to... This is what I try to always talk about on the podcast all the time. It's just that there are privilege... There are so many different privileges. I think that's what... In particular, white people, I find they struggle with the word privilege. They say like, oh, my life has been hard. It's just like, no, we know your life has been hard. Everyone's life has been hard. It's just mm. what it means is that there's so many different levels of privilege like you know there's white privilege thin privilege um also i don't know um like we're like we're both um what's the word um are bodily abled like you know there's like all these different privileges and we need to recognize that so like by me like like by me saying like you know i like but like by you saying you have thin privilege that's not you that's not then i don't know i don't know explain it i went on a tangent but
0: yeah Yeah, i feel like a good way to think about it is I saw this actually on an Instagram post ages ago and I feel like it's gone pretty viral since then, So everybody's probably heard this post. But essentially, mm. it says that white privilege or thin privilege or whatever privilege is not saying that you have a better life, but it's saying that your life quality is not worsened by this factor. Mm. So you having struggles in your life is not related to you being white. So if you are poor or whatever, it's not because you're white. It's because, you know, there's... It's probably, that's a class privilege thing. or you know, There are other intersections of like oppression that you face and being white is not one of them. So like a white poor person saying white privilege isn't real because I'm poor. No, white privilege is real. You know what else is real? Class privilege. And that's something you're lacking in. You're of the lower class. And so you have, you're poor. Like that's, you know what I mean? There's so many different elements. Like for me, thin privilege just means that I'm not oppressed because of my weight. I didn't get rejected from interviews because I'm fat, because I'm not fat. I don't get seen as less of a desirable dating partner because of my weight. I'm not seen as less attractive because of my weight. I'm not seen as less intelligent or less likable or less healthy or less hygienic because of my weight. That is my third privilege, is that I actually don't have judgments on my character based on my weight.
1: Mm-hmm. That is
0: what privilege is. When we talk about white privilege, we're talking about the fact that, that your, your life quality is not lessened by your whiteness. If you aren't getting hired for certain roles, if you are feeling certain forms of body dysmorphia, if you are having whatever issues, they're not because you're white. They are the other intersections of oppression in this world and it's not because you're white. Like that is what the privilege is. You, think, exactly. you have to think about a lot of issues in your life and being white is not one of them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like white privilege for me is not being asked about whether I'm a virgin by a complete stranger just because of my religion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) Anyway, I think this is a great way to finish our interview because I just realized we've been going for over an hour. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Holy shit. I don't even know. Were we even making any sense? I feel like we were just talking. Like, we didn't even yes. stop. We, we just had a chatting and just like, of just went from there? Yeah, like, This is my fault. I derail every single interview because I just start talking about <laughs> random shit and this always happens. I'm so sorry. To no, I love like, it. I love
1: it. I love it so much. I had a bit of a plan and then I think it was like 20 minutes in I was just like, Eh, just leave that. Yeah, I think that's just just let it flow. I don't think. It's I feel like, like we that. covered.
0: I feel like we covered like the yeah, whole thing. We, we talked about. about like racism and like white privilege. We talked about fat phobia and thin privilege. I feel like we did all right Like we covered like enough
1: different good. topics. For this we did good. Yes, we did good. Well, thank you so much, lovely, for coming onto the podcast and just talking, ranting because that's what we love here.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. Look, I love a good chat. People, like, you should see, like, I respond to literally every person that messages me on Instagram because I just, like, I love a good chat. I, I will talk your ear off about literally anything. So thank you for having me and, like, tolerating the fact that I just cannot exist to a structure. <laughs> it's just, like, <laughs> such a mess. But what can we say? <laughs>
1: yeah what is the structure these days what is that no we're millennials we're different wow. yes
0: <laughs> it's, it's organic it's organic organic yes. conversation
1: <laughs> yep thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the nasty woman club and thank you so much Celia, for coming onto the show and just dealing with me and going on many rants and many tangents if you're not already make sure you follow Celia on her instagram page at Salia Official. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a five-star review. The Nasty Woman Club is still a small business, so every review helps. The Nasty Woman Club also has a Patreon account, so if you want to show your extra love and support for the show and the Nasty Woman Club platform, click on the Patreon link in today's show notes. For more stories on the world of intersectional feminism, head to thenastywomanclub.com or the Nasty Woman Club Instagram and Facebook pages. I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and I will see you all next week for another episode of The Nasty Woman Club.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?